Welcome to the podcast that no one asked for. The one where your favorite characters from your favorite fandoms get wet, wild, and weird. Where erotic fan fiction helps pop culture pop a boner, and we all get to laugh about it. I'm Allie LaFevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And And this this is Fangasm. Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Lindsay. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. And, and it's this the is the finale. season finale. <laughs> so excited. I didn't know we were doing that in unison. <laughs> it's the season finale. <laughs> well, it has your name in it. You put the Allie in finale. Woo. We're so excited. This is the season finale of season 16. And we are going to put the sex in 16 this episode. Um, <laughs> although the uh, the teasing was going on this whole time. And yeah, we cannot wait to find out how this ends. Do they do it with Harry as a beast? Does Harry turn into a different household object that Draco has sex with? Who knows? What if it was like the curse? She was like so mean that she's like, all you have to do is do this. And then he does it. And it's just another curse. They all just switch objects for another. And Draco becomes like a tea kettle. Yeah. <laughs> like Draco gets cursed for falling in love with Harry. Wow. Yeah. I saw something that said, uh, I have terrible choice in men. So if I've dated you, you should look at yourself. <laughs> <laughs> take a long. Which is sort of like this. Yeah. Take a long, hard look in a shattered mirror that's slowly falling off shard by shard and figure out how you can't break your own curse. Advice. I'm not gonna lie. I would be really thrilled with some sort of group orgy. Obviously, unrelated. <laughs> we don't want any Weasley and Weasley action. But um, right. gosh, if we can get a candlestick in there, you mean, and- were there people or as these objects? They'd be like clank, clank. Yeah, I want to see a candlestick, Ron and Feather Duster, Hermione, trying to make some magic happen. In the spirit of uh, old cartoons, remember from Sword in the Stone when he's doing the magic and all of the plates are like stacked up and getting cleaned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that, but they're all just boning. In a a bobsled. Yeah. That's what when the plates are stacked, that's a fun time. They're like, we're going to go back to the cabinet. (laughs) Hey, I'm the dresser. (laughs) Get out of here. Hey. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we're really excited to figure out how this story ends, how it goes down, how they get it on. And I think the only thing we wanted to touch base on before we started this final chapter is our Valandongs show, which technically was two weeks ago by the time you're listening to this. But for us, in space travel time, was only last week. Yes. It was only a few days ago. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's true. Like five days ago. Mm -hmm. We had so much fun. Everybody showed up, was making really fun comments and jokes and playing along with the drinking game. We love you guys so much, all of you who tuned in and all of you who watched it later. I just thought it was so fun. All of you tuned in, which does not include (laughs) Matt or Caleb. (laughs) Who it does include is Danny's wonderful, amazing, adorable, perfect fiance, Marco, who not only tuned in, he was an active participant. He helped Danny with costume changes He took photos and videos and enthusiastically celebrated us and texted us after saying, what a great job we did. And when the lights went down in our personal home studios and Lindsay and I emerged from our offices, 
Tell us what you found, Lindsay, because what I found was a pitch black house with my husband (laughs) fast asleep. I said to Lindsay, I hear stirring downstairs. Matt must be listening. And when I came downstairs, it was my dog. (laughs) You know, who was there for me the whole time was Puffin. If If you saw, he got to make a little cameo at the end. The first love of my life, Puffin, was there. But when I came out of the office, I found an actual empty apartment. So it's like Matt was sleeping and then Caleb was gone. <laughs> like just like peace. He was like, I, I don't want to – I don't know what's going on in there and I'm out of here. We were laughing so hard Blow that we were like – the com- it's You can't even put them on a on a ranking because Marco's all the way up here. Yeah. And then Matt and Caleb both like said when we were teasing them about it, they were like, you never asked us to tune in. Which is fair. It is fair. But yeah. Anyway, I, it's more just that it's funny. They support us in a lot of other ways. Absolutely. Like, not like my, not like <laughs> not this. I also feel like Danny, you were with Marco really early on when we started the pod, right? It was just a few months in when you guys started dating. He's been on this whole journey. Yeah. Right. And obviously, Allie and Matt have been married or have been together for 12 years, 12 right? Years As now, of this yeah. weekend. And I feel like sometimes fangasm and paterotica are like this sort of weird thing I've had going on <laughs> in my life for so long. And then like Caleb and I were long distance for so long. So I just never, I don't know, it's like so funny. I'm, like, like, I'm going back here and I'm doing like, I don't know. It is it's still, just a funny thing. It's like still like a secret you've, <laughs> you've kept to yourself. Like Caleb has only been able to explore the outskirts <laughs> of this podcast. Well, and unfortunately- <laughs> He's seen some of the Harry Potter. I know people are going to find this very blasphemous, but he's not a diehard Harry Potter fan. So some of that earlier stuff, I don't know. I mean, he would he would absolutely listen and do anything if I told him it meant a lot to me. But it sometimes maybe it I doesn't like mean it. It's my like, but it means like garbage. Well, it's like your sports. Yeah. It's your sports. Yeah. You know, it's like it's my private little fun thing. Also, you know what? Um, our, our friend Kate blocks her husband on her social media because she says he's not her target audience and she doesn't want to be thinking. <laughs> she doesn't want to be thinking about jokes she's going to make and content she's going to do from the lens of her husband being like, what's she? She just like doesn't want that to deter her. So she blocks him. And I sort of feel like that's this too. I don't want to be thinking, you know, is he going to get it? I just want to like be present with our people. Well, yeah. it's funny you say that because Matt is – I mean, he's very fun and playful, but he's pretty reserved in terms of, he grew up in like a pretty conservative household. So he did not grow up making any sex puns, jokes. That was very off the table. And I make a lot, obviously, because we do this podcast, but just my family is pretty loosey-goosey and very silly. And similar to you, Lindsay, like I feel uncomfortable if I say the word like penis, cock, dick. (laughs) If he hears me say it in the context of this podcast, I'm always like, oh God, just- Even though he's come to our shows and I mean, he's been, you know, early helping set up with Marco and everything at shows, but yeah, this isn't his thing. He's, he read five of the seven Harry Potter books. Like, how do you stop at five? Wow. And he said that as he was reading them, because I used to like ask questions as he was reading, he said that he felt so pressured as he was reading because I would, I would inquire (laughs) about where he was and, and he said that he would get information wrong and I would get flustered because I would accuse him of not paying attention. <laughs> that You're homeschooling the Harry Potter series, Allie. him out of reading. Allie and my fiance, Caleb, have a lot in common. They have the same Enneagram. They've got just the same. They have a lot in common, like the dynamics between scary, isn't it? Me and Allie's business relationship and friendship and me and Caleb's relationship. But Caleb does that with me with the West Wing. 
is that, and I've had to work really hard at not being on my phone while I watch certain things because if I miss something, <laughs> and so sometimes I'll just like <laughs> pretend I knew because I've been so shamed, but he's like, he'll like pause it and he'll be like, well, that's Leo McGarry, you know, he's doing this and because the president, and I'm like, but, but, Huh, just leave me. And he's like, well, he's like, but when you don't pay attention, you ask me. And I'm like, well, then I'm not going to ask you. But you just did – you did to Matt what Caleb goes to me about yeah. the West Wing. Can you imagine that he stopped at five after I shamed him for not paying enough attention to a book? <laughs> when I sucked the fun out of the whole thing? Can you imagine? <laughs> Unlike you, Lindsay, where you ask Caleb follow-up questions, Matt will just go through – the entire series and not know anything going on and never ask a single question and to just fall asleep. Like if he's watching something, he just falls asleep because he's not invested in any characters, any plot, any dialogue. And same with books. He's listening to it and he's checking stocks and he's looking at his work email. So he, he has no emotional engagement with anything he's interacting with. <laughs> he doesn't care. Until he, maybe he does need um, dick jokes to he does. make him pay attention. See? So maybe the podcast is is the key. His cup of tea. Oh, boy. Wow. So Cool roast of our significant others. Yeah, now that we roasted the people we love the most in our lives ever. <laughs> and I can't say anything because Marco listens to this. So anyway, he's a sweet angel baby and I love him so much. Thank you for all that you do to support us. <laughs> the air that I breathe. Uh, but I mean, the show was a blast. I do think, Danny, that when we decided like, yes, have Lucius be a Southern man from Savannah, mm. Georgia. Oh. And remember you were like, do I? No, that's not good. And I looked at the comments. I was on board from the get go. I was yes. like, this is so stupid. It's perfect. And then everyone was like, yes, keep going. A posh porn star. That's the magic of live. It was perfect because he was also like posh and an aristocrat. So the slow southern drawl. Marmalade. What was your your touchstone? We said, it's like molasses. Molasses. You gotta gotta let it roll off your tongue like molasses. (laughs) It's like um, uh, House of Cards. Frank Underwood. You sort of sounded like him. Like he's like, oh. Yeah. Don't get the reference, but I will take that as a compliment. (laughs) Minus the Kevin Spacey. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's not good anymore or never was or whatever. The truth has come out about him. But that show, season one of House of Cards, you never watched? No. Mm -mm. Oh. It was good. It was was so good. So good. How would I have time for that? I have to cycle through the office, you know. (laughs) Twelfth time. For the twelfth time. Whatever. You just listed like 17 other shows. You're like, and I watched that and I think you're uh, doing great. You guys have been doing really good in quarantine. I've been very up to speed on- TV shows and movies and things in the zeitgeist. So, at a girl, very proud of you. you know, I tend to lock in on books and things I like from the past. Sometimes, <sighs> I want accolades. Quarantine will set you free. <laughs> um, if none of this is making sense, if none of the molasses or right. whatever, you still can tune into the show by um, becoming a dong. If you're already dong, a black cloth dong. The video is posted there, so you can pretend to comment live with us and just imagine what we would say and have a gay old time. Yeah, perfect. So I think we should do a really quick blowdown and then get mm-hmm. into it. Allie, you do it. So yes, yeah, so this last episode, they had some intimate moments, not physically intimate, but very cute and romantic where Draco mm-hmm. untangled Harry's hair, and I think he braided it, and it was very sweet, and it seemed like their romance was budding, and then- Harry introduced Draco to the hand mirror, which could show him any person that he wanted to see. And Draco chose to see his family. And when he saw his dad, he saw that he was in danger in the forest and he was hurt. 
because Lucius had been attacked by wolves. And so Draco asks Harry permission to go find him and rescue his dad. And then Harry let him go and said, you have to be back in a week. And before Draco could hear him, Harry whispered, or else I'll die. Malfoy. <laughs> and so that's where we are. <laughs> yeah. It's high drama. Yeah. So we've got a lot to get to this episode. We have to make yeah. sure the Malfoys are okay, that the romance comes to fruition, and that we get sex. Otherwise, we're frauds as podcasters. <laughs> we got to pull the whole thing. Otherwise, the Google search for the word cock in this story is about farmhouse stuff. And But we're pretty sure. We're pretty sure it's phallic. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Father, Draco yelled, <laughs> galloping through the forest at top speed. <laughs> I, I took three Red Bulls before this, so. At top speed on the horse he had hastily taken from the stables. Father, please answer me. He held back a sob as he searched through the forest desperately. Draco. The voice was weak but unmistakable. <laughs> Father. Danny has to be Draco. No, no, you don't have to carry over the voice. No, no, no. Draco. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Draco. <laughs> the voice is weak, but unmistakable. Father, he screamed, urging the voice to say where the voice had come from. Soon he got to a clearing and gasped. <gasps> His father was lying on the cold ground with blood pooled around him. Lying next to him was a blood-stained sword. Draco jumped off the horse and ran up to his father. Oh, father. His voice cracked. <laughs> he reached into the pack. Very. Papa. Insincerely. Oh, Father, you've done it again. <laughs> father, I was getting my hair braided and look at you, causing a scene in the forest. Freaking inventor. If I had a dime, here you are, dying again in the forest. Great. My favorite sword, how will I get the stains out? <laughs> oh, oh, Father. His voice cracked. He reached into the pack he had brought with him and brought out a small canister of water and some clean bandages. Here's one jam. Guys, when I just saw clean, I saw clean and bandages, and for some reason I thought cream cheese and bagels. And I was like, that is what I would want. You'd be hungry. <laughs> Here's food. Draco, even half dead, his father's voice was still joyful. Draco propped him up against a tree and began rinsing the wounds in his leg and stomach. His father winced, but didn't complain once. You're alive. Lucia smiled wildly, tears dripping from his eyes. You're alive. The tears blurred Draco's eyes as he started to cover up the wounds with the cloth. I am. Once he finished, he placed a lingering kiss on his father's forehead, cradling his face. He hoisted his father up and helped him limp over to and climb onto the horse. With a kick to its behind, the horse started to gallop off into the night. Beep, Ooh, a little, beep, beep, beep. little spank play. Mm -hmm. We got a spanking and a kiss. Not what we thought, but we got it. <laughs> the search feature may not be yielding the results we were looking for. <laughs> uh, next time I'll advance search. <laughs> Once Draco arrived at the village, he got down and started rushing his father to the hospital, ignoring the stares and the whispers from everybody. It wasn't as if he hadn't experienced it every day when things were still normal. Ten excruciating minutes later, Draco finally arrived at the hospital. The nurses took one look at the bandaged man and sprang into action, gently ushering him into the nearest room. Draco knew that he couldn't follow- You got it, you got it bad. 
singing Usher as they take him in the room. <laughs> no, they ushered him and they're like, bride side or groom side? <laughs> Come on into the hospital. <laughs> stupid. You guys, you're stupid. When my little brother was an usher in my little sister's wedding and he was like 21 or something. He had never been an usher before and we someone didn't tell him and he was ushering men as well down to their seats. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I don't think you have to do this. One of the groomsmen came running back and he was like, your brother just ushed a man. And I was like, ushed? So I lo- <laughs> the whole thing is one of our like favorite stories. Ushed. <laughs> Draco knew that he couldn't follow them inside and sat outside the hospital on the stone floor, panting and finally resting his strained muscles. Draco? He looked up to see Cedric looking down at him with a surprised look on his face. Uh-oh. Some of his cronies were behind him. <gasps> Where have you been hiding all this while, love? That's my Cedric voice. I like it. What do you want? Draco snarled. He really wasn't in the mood to chat. Feisty, Cedric smirked. (laughs) Anyways, I just came to arrest your father. (gasps) Casual. As a token of my love for you. My God. Yes, he belongs in the mental asylum, the bugger, going off about hideous beasts and the crown prince himself he said with a cruel smirk on his face. Draco sprung to his feet and didn't hesitate to slap the smirk off his face. How dare you, he hissed. My father is not a liar. Cedric looked stunned for a moment, pressing his fingers softly to his now red cheek. Grab him. In a split second, Cedric's two cronies walked up to Draco and pinned his arms around his back, ignoring the blonde's cry of outrage and his angry kicks. What is this plan? What love it. manual did he read this from? Weird. This- what was the peacocking, Allie, your favorite oh, lover the man? Ga- the game? The game, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It has to be a chapter in the game. For sure. Here's what you do. Arrest your lover's dad and then yeah. arrest your lover. <laughs> and then, then you'll get his love. And will be prisoner of your heart. <laughs> That's what the handcuffs are for. They love them. <laughs> Again, our search was not what we thought it was. Handcuffs? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we researching handcuffs? <laughs> Sexy. Bonded. Uh, Cedric walked up to Draco and tilted his chin up, his grin cruel. His hand slipped into Draco's pocket and brought out the mirror. Cedric whistled lowly. Where'd you get this? Give it back, Draco snarled, kicking Cedric's shins. Draco's stomach filled with dread as the mirror began to swirl with mist. Soon it formed the image of the beast lying on his bed, looking pale and sickly. With a beautiful braid. Mm. (laughs) He looks like shit, but his hair was perfection. (laughs) What's wrong with him? Draco whispered, horrified. Who is this? Cedric's knuckles turned white as he gripped the handle of the mirror hard. It's nobody. So the old man wasn't lying after all. No, give it back. Harry didn't do anything to you. Harry now, is it? Cedric's tone was quiet, even contemplative. Yes, Harry. Could you hear the pride in my voice of saying that word? Yes. I like when you said Cedric's tone was quiet, even contemplative, and he was like, Harry now, is it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) His voice was booming (laughs) and brash. (laughs) And without a thought in the world. (laughs) Lock him up, Cedric said with a careless wave of his hand. What? Put him in the asylum. He's clearly formed some sort of attachment to it, the poor boy. The cronies began to drag Draco away, ignoring his screaming and kicking. The townspeople gasped and whispered behind their hands, but didn't even bother to help him out. 
Shut up. The last thing Draco saw was the swinging of a large fist towards his temple before everything went black. Beep, oh, boy. Beep, 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 Harry sat in front of the mirror as the glass fell steadily. Draco had been gone for three days now, and there was no sign of him returning. He was a fool to think that Draco could ever love a beast like him. Mm. Like, okay, you're jumping a little to conclusions. He's coming back. Maybe. Yeah. The small pieces sprayed everywhere as they fell to the tile floor, some of the shards drawing blood and forming small cuts on his arm. Oh. He looked into the bottom part of the mirror that was still intact. In it, he could see several pairs of feet and what looked like a cat at their feet. Crookshanks, probably. He knew whose feet they were, his own, his parents, Ron and Hermione's, the Weasleys, and Draco's. The atmosphere had changed since Draco had left. Harry hadn't even realized how much life the blonde had brought until he left. Now, everyone was preparing for the curse to finally become permanent. Nobody had any reason to smile anymore. Mm. Oh, there was nothing he could do but wait. He put out an ad. Beep, 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 beep. Draco groaned as he opened his eyes. Everywhere was seeking human life or <laughs> true love kiss. <laughs> We just saw um, Muriel's Wedding, a classic 1994 film. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Oh, wow. God, maybe but I've not, seen not it. Not in a million. I can't remember. It's bizarre, but it was worth watching if you're run out of TV shows to watch. Uh, <laughs> Neck deep in edibles. <laughs> if you have nothing else on the planet to see Muriel's Wedding, definitely recommend it. No, it was better than that. And I bring it up because there's a, a classified in it. So there was a, there was a reference. Oh, okay. Draco, gro- Draco groaned as he opened his eyes. Everywhere was dark, the room only illuminated by a shard of moonlight that shone through the barred window. Where am I? He wondered groggily before the events of before caught up to him painfully. He sat up abruptly, ignoring the pain in his head. He needed to get out. Now. He got up and ran to the door, cursing as he realized that it was locked. He assumed that Cedric had proceeded to take him to the mental asylum. The bastard. <laughs> he looked around the room frantically. There was nothing he could use to try and pick the lock. Then he remembered the hair clip. Oh, Pansy, <gasps> yes. to the rescue. Gosh. Thank you, Pansy. She was like, it's, it's a knife, too. <laughs> a shiv. And a bottle opener. <laughs> <laughs> he frantically ripped it out of his head, shoving one of the gold spikes into the lock in the door. Please work, he whispered to himself as he twisted and pushed the pin around. Soon he heard a click and the door cranked open. Draco excitedly thanked whatever the gods that were out there and slipped through the open door. As he expected, the building was empty, save the noises coming from the other prisoners of the place. He shivered and ran to the exit and peeked outside. He could see the town square clearly from where he was, and all the villagers were gathered there for some reason. On the podium was Cedric himself. We need to fight the beast! We'll show him what we can do! No! The crowd screamed in agreement. Ellie, what's the line? Yeah, we'll fight yes! him! We'll bang the beast! <laughs> Dibs on the back. We'll come storming through the castle and we're gonna bone whatever's left inside. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting all story for this. <laughs> Bang the beast. The crowd screamed in agreement. Oh no. He placed a shaky hand over his mouth. He watched as Cedric led the villagers out of the town square into the direction of the forest. They were going to kill Harry. He waited until only a few stragglers were left. He ran out of the asylum and approached one of them, a farmer who was preparing to take his cart with him to the forest. Aren't ya? He started loudly. If you take me with you and don't say anything, I'll give you this. Draco held out the hairpin. The farmer's eyes widened and he snatched the pin from Draco. (laughs) Get into the cart. (gasps) Get into the cart, loser. We're going to save your husband. (laughs) 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 Ah, okay. Boop, 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 beep. 
Cedric lifted his burning torch higher as he led the horde of angry villagers through the dark forest. Their chants carried loudly through the silence, scaring away all the wood creatures and monsters. Really, it hadn't been hard to get the villagers to rally. They were all fools. Mm. The best part was that it was the mirror that had led him to the beast. The handy little thing had conjured a map for him that led him straight to the palace. What the fuck, you snitching mirror? Yeah. uh, God. Have I heard of loyalty? Uh, Hey, uh, open up, find my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> like, search history much? God. <laughs> we'll never let that monster take over our kingdom, he yelled to the mob. The villagers chorused in agreement. They marched and marched. This is very art imitates life right now. <laughs> Too real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they marched and marched until Cedric spotted the castle turrets poking through the tops of the trees. There, he pointed. This is where we fight for our lives. The villagers yelled in agreement, and the ones on horses galloped faster to the palace. Charge! <laughs> that sounded really good. Thanks. <laughs> Charge! With a roar, the villagers stormed to the palace. Beep, 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 beep. Harry ignored the pleas of Ron and Hermione as they tried to convince him to get away from the mirror. Classic. Harry, they're attacking us. We can't hold out our own for long, Hermione cried, shaking him as hard as she could with her tiny arms. I am a fucking feather duster. (laughs) No, seriously. Upper body strength. (laughs) (laughs) Harry ignored her and continued to stare into the mirror. There was only a little bit left, and even that piece was starting to form spiderweb cracks in it. Once the last piece fell out, there would be no going back. Harry. Ron hissed, thumping into his thighs with his candlesticks. Think, mate. If the villagers are here, then there's a good chance that Draco's here too. Draco? Harry murmured, finally lifting up his head. Yes, now hurry up and go get him before it's too late. With a deep breath, Harry got up and sprinted out of the room, barely hearing Ron and Hermione cheer after him. Yay, go get him. <laughs> he ran out of... <laughs> I for your life. Go, girl. You love him. Let him know. <laughs> Follow your heart. There's one shard left. We're going to shard ourselves. (laughs) It's your one shard at love. (laughs) He ran out of the back door to avoid the mob in front of the palace. There was nobody here yet. Stand down. Harry turned his head and saw a tall, muscular man standing a few feet away from him. He had a sword pointed at Harry's throat. Mm, This escalated. Harry growled and lunged at the man who nimbly dodged him and slashed Harry's shoulder. Harry howled loudly. The sword hadn't gone deep, but it had managed to draw blood. You'll pay for that, he snarled. Harry! The two of them froze as a painting dra- as a panting Draco ran into the courtyard. As a painting of Draco started moving. <laughs> Draco, how did you escape? Cedric, get away from Harry, please. Draco's voice wasn't even prideful anymore. He was begging. No, love. Can't you see? He's a beast. I always do things in your best interest. (laughs) Baby doll. Hasn't my track record proven that everything I do is filled with love and thoughtfulness? Oh, sweetheart. (laughs) Why are you so confused? (laughs) I don't care. Get away from him. Before any of them could react, Cedric (gasps) sank his sword into the distracted Harry's chest. Oh, boy. Ooh, I got chills. Ah. Harry, Draco shrieked. Harry staggered, 
clutching at the hilt of the sword disbelievingly. With a final burst of anger, he drew back his fist and punched Cedric as hard as he could. He heard his skull crack, but he was too distracted to think about that. Ah. He dropped to his knees, still clutching the sword. Draco, who was originally frozen in shock, screamed and ran to Harry's side, managing to pull Harry back to rest his head on his lap. Harry, you're going to be fine. Just take deep breaths. Draco choked out, the tears all running down his face. Harry smiled and gripped Draco's hand tightly. Draco, he managed. I love you. Harry, you're not going to die. Just breathe, please. Say it back. (laughs) Say those words word for word to me with your heart. Say it and mean it. And don't put them in different order. (laughs) He's like, I really like you. I'm falling in love with you. It's like a bad bachelor. Yeah. I could see a future with you, and you're like, I sometimes think. Oh, oh my God. Say it back, Harry. Say it back, please. God's Harry. I love you too. Draco sobbed, clutching Harry's hand tighter. Harry smiled softly, and his eyes started to close. Harry, Draco whimpered. Harry stayed still. Harry, no response. Draco let out a soft cry. No, please. Harry's smiling face remained still. Draco let out a large gasp and started to sob. As a last act of remembrance, he lowered his head and kissed Harry's cold lips. At that moment, the last piece of glass on the mirror of Eris head fell to the floor and shattered. I have goosebumps. Beep, 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 beep. When Harry's eyes flickered open, it was already daytime. The sun was shining bright in the middle of the sky and... Wait, he was alive! (laughs) He sat up abruptly, frowning when his head felt strangely light. He reached up and gasped. His horns were gone. (gasps) He looked at his hands. They were normal, no claws. His feet were bare, but they were feet, not hooves. He opened his pants. That's remained intact. (laughs) 12 inches long and ready to party. The curse was broken! Yes! Harry couldn't believe it. He looked at his chest and found no stab wound from where the sword had pierced him. He was human again. Human again! (laughs) Human again! again. Allie, tell people to look that up. Yeah, there is a song that was created for the animated Beauty and the Beast called Human Again, and it never made the final cut of the movie. But if you go on YouTube, you can watch the entire animated song, and it's delightful. It's all of the objects in the castle singing and kind of dreaming what it would be like to be human again. It's lovely. And we were joking that that's us when we leave quarantine. Yes. (laughs) Right? Because Fran Dresser has a whole verse all about how She'll look good again. She'll wear blush. She'll have hair. I can't wait to be human again. And that's all of us when we get out of quarantine. Mm -hmm. He was human again. He stood up quickly, gasping when he looked at himself again. He was human. Harry. Harry turned to see Draco standing at the entrance of the courtyard, staring in shock. Draco, he smiled. Before he could react, his arms were full of the quivering and crying blonde. You're alive, Draco gasped, looking at Harry disbelievingly. Harry answered him with a kiss that left the shorter male breathless once they separated. I am, Harry smiled. Mm. And as confused but delighted shouts started to fill the castle, no doubt everyone waking up from their curse, Harry swept Draco into his arms and kissed him again. (gasps) So romantic. Beep, 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 beep. 
to you, King Harry Potter of Gryffindoria, take Draco Malfoy to be your husband and your consort king. Harry grinned widely at his fiancée, who looked absolutely delectable in his formal robes. I do. Then you may kiss the groom. The crowd cheered as Harry cradled Draco's face and kissed him with all the love in his heart. Draco responded just as eagerly. I love you, Draco whispered into Harry's lips. And I love you too, Harry whispered back. The townspeople cheered as Harry led Draco to the middle of the wedding hall. And boned him. Okay, uh... (laughs) Invited to the wedding? No, thank you, townspeople. Yeah, I got a little beef with the townspeople. Where were you a year ago? This is eerily similar to Muriel's wedding. Honestly, you guys, Uh, (laughs) the parallels are undeniable. If you bring up Muriel's wedding one more time in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) The townspeople, they had decided to get married in the palace and it had not taken long to convert the ballroom into a suitable location. The orchestra started to play a slow tune. Draco laughed as he realized that it was the song he and Harry had first danced to with each other long ago. Love Shack. The cantina dance. (laughs) Love Shack. (laughs) I can't believe you asked them to play this. He smiled as they started to step in time with the song. It had taken several lessons, but Draco is now proficient in ballroom dancing. Well, slow dancing at least. It was a bit easier now that Harry had shrunk a few inches. He was still taller than Draco, but only by a couple inches now compared to the whole foot from before. Soon, other couples joined them on the dance floor. First, it was Ron and Hermione, who had become inseparable the moment they transformed back. Then Molly and Arthur, and even Fred and George joined them. After a while, almost everybody was on the dance floor. Want to get away from here? Harry asked, conspiratorially wagging his eyebrows. Why? So we can push up the honeymoon. There we go. Now we're talking. (laughs) Draco blushed and smacked Harry's shoulder. Harry, he hissed. That wasn't a no. Draco laughed into his chest. He allowed Harry to whisk him away from the ballroom. On the way, he caught his parents' eyes. Narcissa winked at him. With the palace physicians back, Harry had arranged for her to receive the best medicine in the kingdom. She had recovered very quickly to Draco's delight. Lucius raised his glass to Draco, winking. He scowled at Harry, however, who simply responded by making a face. His father was still wary of Harry, but Draco knew that he would come around soon enough. Make me fair. Do you think that her being sick was all a ruse so she could spend time with Dumbledaddy? Probably. Yeah. She's like, I don't need a new doctor. Dumbledong is fine. (laughs) It's like, he's the librarian now. (laughs) Harry led him up the grand staircase and into their new master bedroom. There was a large bed placed in the middle of the wall with rose petals placed sporadically on the white sheets and a thin white robe lying in the middle with mirror shards everywhere around the room. Romantic. (laughs) A sheer white curtain hung from the top of the frame, partially veiling the bed. I'll go change in the bathroom. You can change here, all right. Harry whispered into his ear. Draco blushed and nodded. As the bathroom door clicked shut, he walked up the bed and sat on it, admiring the soft satin sheets. He picked up the robe and quickly changed into it. Are you done, love? Harry called out. Yes, Draco replied, biting his lower lip nervously. Harry stepped out of the bathroom and Draco barely stifled a gasp. The flimsy cotton was stretched Mm. against Harry's broad chest and he noticed with red cheeks that there was a tenting in the lower part of it. (laughs) Harry sat next to him on the bed, wrapping a comforting arm around his shoulders. At least when we did his search for tent... It was this and not a camping trip for their honeymoon. Yes. <laughs> this one surprised. This one went our way. <laughs> our Google euphemisms. <laughs> Harry sat next to him on the bed, wrapping a comforting armor around his shoulders. 
we don't have to do it now, you know. I can wait for whenever you're ready. Thank you. Good consent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Draco sighed. As much as he was terrified of the idea of sex, he knew it was Harry. Harry would guide him. It's okay. I think I'm ready, he smiled. Harry smiled back and kissed him softly. Lie down, he said quietly. Draco let out a breath and lay down on the bed, his head falling softly into the pillows. Harry shifted so that he was on his hands and knees above Draco. He lowered his head and kissed Draco, this time with more passion. Draco gasped as he tickled the roof of his mouth with his tongue. No tickling. No tickling. (laughs) (laughs) Harry steadily undid Draco's robes and spread them open, exposing his body. He stared openly at Draco's body, making the blonde blush. You're beautiful. Draco blushed again. Harry moved down to trail, kisses down his neck. Draco gasped when Harry sucked hard at a spot, leaving a red mark behind. Harry, he moaned breathlessly. Harry left several more marks behind before he drifted lower. He bit gently at Draco's collarbone, and Draco whined as he started to twist the nipples with his finger. (laughs) Nipples, plural. Both. Both. Noted. Do you like that? Harry's voice was deep. Draco nodded and keened as Harry moved his mouth even lower and took one of the pink buds between his lips. Harry arched his back and into the contact, shivering as Harry swirled the nub around his tongue. He moaned again when Harry's hand strayed down to his arse, kneading it and squeezing it gently. The other moved to his cock and started to pump it gently. Drake, hey, no chickens. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Draco was already lost in sensations and Harry had barely even started yet. Relax, love, enjoy it. Draco was pretty sure he was already enjoying it, but his retort was replaced with a garbled moan as Harry abruptly took his cock into his mouth. Harry, he gasped, bucking upwards wildly as Harry sucked on his cock. The hand on his arse soon turned to a finger massaging his perineum, occasionally moving lower and rubbing the top of his hole. Harry, um, um, come for me, love, Harry said roughly and swallowed around Draco's cock again. Draco moaned loudly as he came in Harry's mouth whimpered as Harry swallowed his cum and licked the head of his cock relentlessly. Harry slowly pulled away from Draco's spit-covered cock. Turn around for me. Draco blushed. I'd... I'd rather see you, he said quietly. Harry smiled. All right, then. Would you hold your knees for me? Draco nodded and held his knees to his chest. Don't worry, love. You'll love it. He's like, uh, could you pretend to be a teapot? <laughs> you could just... Could you assume the shape of... It's just a quick- a bowling you, ball for me. Could you happy baby pose, please? <laughs> <laughs> Harry adjusted so he was directly in front of Draco's pink hole. He gently rubbed a finger over it, reveling in the whimpery. Draco let out. He leaned forward and licked it. Oh, Draco gasped. Harry growled and griped Draco's thighs tightly as he plunged his tongue into Draco's arsehole, enjoying the clean, musky taste of it. <laughs> Draco whined and squirmed and kept on letting out these little gasps that drove Harry wild. Wow. You know what I love is this- Is this our first rim job? No, we've, we've had a rim job before. Yeah? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Because we've had we've said rim jobs. I think it was um, Remus. Remus. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I love that this story followed canon so faithfully with Beauty and the Beast, and we've just taken such a turn. <laughs> Pew! Whiplash. One second later. <laughs> yeah. And then they got married, they fell in love, and then and and he fingered his hole. <laughs> Do you, if you take your groom, put out your finger and put it deeper? <laughs> he frantically reached for the vial of vanilla oil on the bedside table Ooh. and grabbed it quickly. He dipped his finger inside and massaged Draco's winking red hole. 
Oh, it went from pink to red really quick. <laughs> well, it's been... It's like a kaleidoscope. <laughs> yeah. I shall curse you, and as the hole goes from pink to red, you will become more human. He's like, what? Are you ready? He asked. Yes, Harry, please, Draco moaned. Harry slowly pushed his index finger inside up to the first knuckle. When Draco whined and loosened up, he slid the rest in. You're doing so well, love. Harry praised as he thrust his finger inside Draco slowly, being careful not to hurt the blonde. I'm adding another finger, love. When Draco nodded, Harry slipped his middle finger in with the first one. He crooked his finger, searching for her. Ah, Draco mewled, his back bowing possibly upwards. <laughs> what is, what is that? <laughs> it's a corkscrew. <laughs> I mean. Not everything changed. <laughs> I mean, sex with the beast would be sexy, but you, not with claws. No, so. yeah, that's no. not Ooh. right. It's your prostate, Harry smiled as he rubbed down on the spot, relentlessly making Draco quiver and gasp. He slipped in a third finger, pushing on Draco's prostate instantly. Harry, Draco mewled, please. Harry growled and, remo <laughs> and removed his fingers from the blonde, almost coming at the sight of his stretched, shiny hole. He quickly lubed up his cock and gripped Draco's hips tightly. Ready, he asked, leaning down to kiss Draco's nose. Draco nodded. Slowly, Harry pushed his cock in all the way, making Draco moan loudly and continuously. He whined and arched his back as Harry pulled it out almost all the way, then slammed back into him, hitting his prostate on the first thrust. <laughs> <laughs> it works. So good. Loves. Harry. Harry. Soon, Harry set up a fast, steady pace that left both of them moaning loudly. Fuck, Draco. Harry hissed as the blonde tightened around his cock, sending waves of pleasure through him. Harry, so close, Draco gasped. Can you come untouched for me? Can you, love? Oh, what's that mean, untouched? Can you come untouched? Like, can you come without oh, oh, being oh, touched? Oh, got it, got oh, it, yeah. okay. That's magic. Wow. <laughs> Draco nodded frantically. Harry tisked and slammed against his prostate. Use your words, love. <laughs> yes, 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 I can, Draco said. His words garbled. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> choo choo. <laughs> a lot of pressure on Draco in this moment, by the way. Yeah. Come for me, Draco screamed and shook it as he came and came, gasping and moaning. Harry held him, rubbing his back until he was spent. The sight of Draco looking so debauched sent Harry over the edge, and he thrust deep into the blonde as he came. He fell onto the bed and pulled Draco to his chest, not even bothering to pull out of his arse. So, how was it? Harry smirked. Good. Very good. Draco was struggling to keep his eyes open, and Harry took pity on him. Sleep, love. We have all the time in the world. And with those words, King Harry Potter and consort King Draco Potter Malfoy fell into a peaceful slumber. Venus. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what it says, and I can only assume is the merger of the word fiend and penis. Definitely penis. <laughs> like a fetus <laughs> rising from the asses. Is it supposed to be like finis? And scene and penis. It's probably fini. <laughs> I don't know. Danny, I would have read it the exact same. I'm going with fetus. <laughs> F-I-N-I-S. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time it just ends like fiend, but I do love when we end stories, can we now end them all as Phoenus? Phoenus. <laughs> and 
Phoenix. Ah, and Phoenix. Oh my Thank gosh. Thank you, Mina the Scorpio. Oh, Phoenix, wow. the end of the story. Wow. Okay. Kick us off, D. When the story ends, check your underpants. Is your wind up or down? <laughs> Is your Oof. penis up or down? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh. Okay, Danny, you got to kick us off. I mean, it's up. Just, I can't believe that that was all one episode of our podcast because it was, it was the most violent. I mean, we've never had anybody get stabbed to death and <laughs> then get stabbed to life, basically. <laughs> We had all the all the insertions in this episode. Yeah, we've never had violence in one of our stories, so so there we are. Wow, <laughs> what a roller coaster! Pools of blood. Yikes! Oh Oof. man. So way up. I feel like I was enjoying the story so much as it was that when it turned sexual, it was like, oh, that's what our podcast is about. <laughs> Same. And that was hot, but it was just it was a beautiful Phoenix. We were just so gripped by just the the energy that was building at the end of the story. And will they, won't they? Will he make it through this brutal scenario? Will he survive <laughs> the falling shard? I'll have to say I've sharded in my pants and my mom <laughs> <laughs> through, through the castle skylight. <laughs> that was wonderful. Oh, yeah. My penis is hard and pointing to the ceiling. I thought that was so, so great. I like that. The battle scene was very, very condensed. Mm-hmm. Lucius is okay. You know, like all is well. Ron and Hermione are together, which I obviously love. So yeah. And I like to imagine that Cedric is fine. It was a rude awakening and he's had a change of heart. And, yeah. you know, hey, maybe maybe he was the reverend. He was the usher. Maybe he was the usher. <laughs> <laughs> he was the usher. Draco, do you got a bad, got it bad for Harry? Harry? <laughs> <laughs> Take it nice and slow. <laughs> Hey, these are their confessions. <laughs> oh, man. You guys, so Amina the Scorpio has an entire series called Fairy Tales and Fantasies, which primarily it's dreary in AU for different fandoms. There's one, there's a biblical one, there's a Little Red Riding Hood one, oh, I see. Wow. So check out that whole series if you want, because that's really cool. There's a Werewolves and Vampires one, mm. there's a lot of them. Anyway. We appreciate them letting us read their story so much. We enjoyed it. It was great. Excellent. What a dream. And obviously, this is the end of season 16, and we will be back with season 17. (laughs) The pod is continuing on. No false starts and stops here anymore. But we haven't selected a fandom. We haven't selected a a ship. We don't have the time frame locked down. But I would say within a few weeks, we'll be back with a new episode. And in the meantime... We will likely post another quickie over on our Patreon for our dongs. Uh, Like Danny mentioned, if you haven't seen our live show and you join at the $10 Black Cloth level, you will get access to all of our quickies plus our live show that we just had and all our past live shows. And um, I wanted to make sure to promote that Megan, our friend on Twitter, actually um, created this amazing thing, the Wheel of Fornication, where if you're like, I want to re-listen to something, but I don't know what to re-listen to, you can click this wheel and it'll randomize all of our seasons and all of our quickies if you are on Patreon and it can tell you what to listen to. So you don't have to decide. You can let fate take over. That's incredible. Gosh, I love that she has so wonderful entrusted 
entrusted the listening experience to this wheel of fornication. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Thank you, Megan. What a wonderful season, guys. That was great. And I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, we will see you for season 17. NC 17, is that what we said? Uh-huh. Yeah. Love it. Perfect. And as we always say, stay horny, follow your shard. Stay Phoenix. Bang the beast. Bang the beast. <laughs> Mwah. Bye. Phoenix. And Phoenix. For more erotic goodness, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of steamy content and bonus episodes from your favorite pop culture fandoms at patreon.com forward slash fangasm. For updates, merch, to join our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. For a regular hookup, make sure you subscribe and if you're extra horny, leave a review, but only if it's nice. 10 points for nice reviews. 